Since the beginning of time, there have been loads of bad ideas, and they're not gonna stop anytime soon. We want to speed up the process. By coming up with the worst ideas for any situation, we can help you come up with something that will actually work. Whether it be in the past, present, or future, in the most important parts of society, or whatever comes to our head. We want to put our heads together to find the worst possible solution to the biggest problems you can face. This is Be The Worst. You're given $300 million to make a movie, and it can be about anything you want. And it can even have any living actor that you desire. But it has to be a box office bomb, an utter failure of a movie. What will you do to be the worst filmmaker on the face of the earth? Alright, welcome to the first real episode of Be The Worst. I'm your host, Tim Gavin. And I am... The assistant to the regional manager, Tyler Herchuk. Assistant to the regional manager? I. When did I become manager? It's an office reference, my dude. Right. I, I need to. I need to rebinge that. I think. You do. That went right over your head. Just no. Yeah. If you were if you were Drax, though, you your reflexes would have been too fast. You would have caught it. Probably. Yeah. So what what have you been up to this week, Tyler? What have I been up to? Yes. Well, I mean, it's going to be completely irrelevant by the time this episode does come out. But uh, yeah, just keep them busy. Um, actually, exciting-ish news where I volunteer uh, recording audiobooks for the Canadian National Institute of the Blind. Um, we do all of that for this this database, right? So if you're visually impaired, you can access the database and you can use it but the audiobooks aren't published outside of the database, right? Okay. So uh, what they've started doing is they're looking to publish the audiobooks for the publishers to use for profit. So publishing it, giving them the audio, and then they can use it however they see fit, distribute it, whatever. Uh, and last week, uh, the manager of audio publishing there, he pulled me aside. He's like, hey, Tyler, just letting you know we're doing this thing. And also a publisher selected you specifically to narrate one of their audiobooks. Oh, hey. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. So as opposed to just getting a selection and me just picking one and it just being in the database, this one, you know, once it's done, will get distributed. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, that, that, that is super dope. Congratulations, man. Thank you, sir. How about yourself, dude? Oh, it's been pretty good. Went and saw Endgame last night and also managed to injure myself twice. In the movie? Not in the movie, no. Just to, just it, two times in last night, I twisted my ankle and fell down a flight of stairs. Did you do it at the same time? No, no, no. This was like I think five hours uh, apart. So wait, so you you fell down the stairs? How did you hurt yourself at that point? Was it just kind of like, oh, I fell down some stairs? Pretty much. This was after seeing the Avengers. It was about. Two in the morning, I was really freaking tired, and I just, I, I misslipped. I, I fell down stairs over at my girlfriend's place, and yeah, been a, been a little sore, but, you know, I'm, I'm laughing at it. But speaking of movies. Oh, that, that segue. Yeah, that segue, that, all that building up just to that one segue. So yeah, ep, the first topic this week, filmmaking. You're given $300 million dollars to make a movie. It can be about anything that you want and it can have any cast a part of it. The only catch, it has to be a complete and utter box office failure. So what kind of movie are you making? Sweet. So 
I have kind of made a concept that can be applied to multiple different movies, but I've used one movie in particular as an example. All right, tell me all about so, it. So my movie failure idea is essentially remaking the first three Star Wars movies into one two-hour-long movie, right? So first off, I'm sure fans would probably think, why are you doing this? There's nothing wrong with the original three. Um, it gets much worse. So the physical actors are all going to be people who win a fan contest to play the characters, except they don't submit to play a certain character. The character they play gets picked at random, right? So you could have a 400-pound dude being like, oh, my gosh, I want to be in this movie. Boom, he could be Princess Leia, right? <laughs> now, to make, to make matters even worse, those are the physical actors, the actual script is going to be read by young kids, like five-year-old kids who have virtually no acting skills, and they probably can't read that well either. Oh my so God. the actual quality of what's coming out of it, they're going to be dubbing it, right? So yeah. the adults are going to be doing all the acting and stuff, but it's going to be dubbed over by kids. So imagine like a 120-pound uh, female in a Darth Vader uh, costume talking to like maybe... I don't know, a six and a half foot tall, like 60 year old dude. And she's like, I'm your father, Luke. That would be pretty trash, right? It would either be pretty trash or maybe someone's fetish. I don't know. It could be a cult classic. Could and be. then the other thing too, is that the whole film um, needs to be shot in a studio, no larger than 20 meters by 20 meters. So that includes space for equipment and there's no shooting outside. And if they need, uh, effects then they use a green screen or cgi so basically that also limits the process keep in mind the original star wars movies a lot of the space scenes were done on like a minute scale so that's doable um but in terms of big groups of people and stuff that would really limit them to do that as well oh definitely but still i love the way this is going and it sounds like it'd be a complete train wreck from start to finish <laughs> I, I would go i would pay good money to see that and then try and find it on DVD or something. Right. So that's kind of a bit of an issue is that I want to make a really shitty movie on in reality, it will be a shitty movie, but I think the concept of it would be good enough to attract people to it. But I think that real diehard fans would be like, this is a piece of garbage. Why did you do this to me? But kind of casual star Wars fans may be like, Hey, this could be kind of funny. Yeah, exactly. But and that's that's definitely I think a perfect way of killing off or making a box office failure. Alienate your core audience before they have a chance to go to the theater. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's a great that's a great uh, business plan there, Timmy. Yeah. Now, this idea, I've been cooking it up in my head for weeks now. So, I'm going to kind of like give you an idea of what it is. So, you know the whole Happy Madison, Adam Sandler movie universe that's going on there? Oh, gosh. Is Rob Schneider going to be playing a stapler? Not a stapler, but Rob <laughs> Schneider will be in it. Of so course, think right. in Avengers-style Sandlerverse crossover. Oh, dear God. <laughs> Specifically starring Adam Sandler as Zohan or Little Nicky. I can't decide okay. which one would be better to use for, for a crossover like this. Interesting. Okay. And have Chris Rock be in it. I think... Now, 
these aren't like Happy Madison productions, but I'd love to see him like return as Osmosis Jones. Ooh, like Maybe. a like a live action Osmosis Jones. A live action Osmosis Jones, and this just came to my head. He so, takes so over he'll... Bill Murray's body. Oh, interesting. So if it's live action, he would be like in Blueface. Kind of. What I was thinking was we'd get Bill Murray and get to do the shots and then overdub him with Chris Rock's voice as if Osmosis Jones has made his way into the brain. Like he, Osmosis Jones is like still cell sized. Okay. But he's controlling Bill Murray. Oh, so essentially Bill Murray is the physical actor, but Chris Rock is dubbing over his words? Exactly. Like you kind of like uh, kind of planted that seed in my noggin. Gotcha. So thanks so for now, that. No worries. So now when you say kind of MCU crossover, kind of go into that a little bit. What do you mean by that? Just have like some reason for all these different characters to come together. So it's all different Adam Sandler characters or? Yeah, all different Adam Sandler characters, but it'd be like stuff from different Happy Madison movies. Like other people in this movie would be uh, David Spade as Joe Dirt. He'd be making an appearance in this. Nick Swartzen as Bucky Larson. You remember that piece of crap? I don't know if I saw that, to be honest. Okay, well, Nick Swartzen plays a porn star. Oh, okay. That sounds vaguely familiar. It's it's really all you need to know. Yeah, that's... Enough said on that. Uh, Steve Buscemi would also be in it as well. Um, like all the like regular people that you'd see in an Adam Sandler movie, they would all make some sort of appearance. Would they be fighting crime? Yes. Specifically, they'd be going to a great big mall somewhere, like the Mall of America. Paul Blard is head of security. And of they have like some sort of diehard situation that goes down. Oh, interesting. So would you have multiple different adam sandler characters in it or like i mean adam sandler playing different people or would it be him being one person specifically adam sandler would be one person specifically but for a post-credit scene i was thinking like it could be like a citadel of adam sandler's all <laughs> right yeah just kind of like open it up to a sequel or something yeah i could totally see that that'd be, that'd be pretty interesting yeah you know, I, I'm just, like, really into the idea of, like, doing a crossover, but doing it for the worst possible franchise. Yeah, it would have, like, just enough to have that core audience, but just have, like, those really horrible, just bad jokes that would cause people to get out of the theater. Like, the audience would be there, but they would all want a refund, like, ten minutes into the movie. Oh, gosh. So, like, what happened with uh, Holmes, and Wa- Holmes and Watson? Exactly. Like, think, think Holmes and Watson, but on a grander scale. Because, like, in theory, you know, that could have had the success of, like, Step Brothers, but it was just hot garbage that I heard. Either hot garbage or maybe it was just, like, maybe it was just a few years too late. Um, I heard the main issue with it that people had was that most of the jokes they did were super old and they were recycling them, but they also just weren't good jokes. Yeah, that's what I heard too. I I have not yet seen Holmes and Watson as of yet, but you know, it's 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 something that I do want to see if I can find it a place to see it for free. The only thing I oh. want to waste is my time. <laughs> so the internet. Exactly. Brilliant. Somewhere somewhere on the high seas. So yeah, I'd say some pretty solid ideas there. Now, going back over to this other idea that I found. So, 
another honorable mention for worst ideas ever. Imagine Gilbert Gottfried and Bobcat Goldthwaite starring in a rom-com together. Ooh, Two men who find love against the odds when the rest of the world can't stand the sound of their voices. Ah, so they fall in love with each other. They do. Ah, interesting. But the rabbit hole goes deeper. Uh Uh-oh. That's what one of them tells the other one, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because Gilbert's wife, Kathy Griffin, with whom he's fighting an ongoing custody battle, has started dating his longtime rival, Chris Tucker. Oh, no. Featuring Ben Stein as the judge. Oh, no. I feel like Lil John's got to make a cameo as well. And Fran Drescher. Oh, yes, Fran Drescher. Oh, my gosh. This is just a collection of just voices that would completely penetrate your mind. And your eardrums. Yes, and your eardrums, absolutely. So, yeah, that's just a, just a little idea. Not going to go too much into detail just yet. Or I'm not really going to go much further into detail. All I found is just, like, those random comments on Reddit. But I love the idea. I just had to get it out there. Yeah, no, absolutely. I can see that. It, for a number of reasons, I can totally see that kind of working. Just because Gilbert Gottfried, I don't know that he's really had much of any physical acting roles. It's been more voiceover, right? So, firstly, seeing him on screen would be interesting. And then just the dynamic of him and Bob Clatt out, you know, on a night out. And then even them, even them like fighting over the bill, like, no, I'll pay for the bill. And then Bob, I don't know what Bob got. I don't know what he sounds like. Jeez, that Gilbert Gottfried voice really kills your vocal cords. Did you know that's not how he like actually talks? He's putting he's putting on that voice. Oh yeah, I know. Like he is. I I've heard. I think I've heard his real voice somewhere, but I I can't remember. I think it was on like a Joe Rogan podcast or something like that. Yeah, I think it was a phone call. He was calling somebody, and it was just like super normal. And I was like, whoa, what the hell. Yeah, like, I think it really all happened around the time that he did the parrot from Aladdin. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's the only real role that I know him from. Yeah. Well, that and all the roasts. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And he's a stand-up as well, so. Yeah, which, by the way, a lot of those roasts are on Crave. Ooh. Yeah, I saw that they just did, like, a roast of Bruce Willis. I'm probably going to watch that tonight. Yeah, that one's pretty decent. Yeah. So, shall we move on to the advice? Let's do it. Hey there, it's Tim Gavin. Hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. Normally, this would be the place where we would put an ad from any of our sponsors, but we don't have any yet. So, I figured instead what I would do is just give you a list of really horrible movies that are so bad they're good and ones that you should totally see. First of all, Master of Disguise, starring Dana Carvey. Yeah, it's another Happy Madison movie, and definitely one of the worst of the bunch. I still kind of have a guilty pleasure for it, though, so I recommend checking it out for yourself just to see how bad it is. Of course, when you're talking bad movies, can't forget about The Room, starring Tommy Wiseau and Greg Sestero. Yeah, always good. Don't forget to check out a midnight showing of that anytime you get a chance to. Also, another really bad movie that I recently added to my own personal DVD collection, Food Fight, starring Charlie Sheen and Hilary Duff. A lot of history behind that one, and I'm sure if you look, you'll find a few interesting tales on that one. So go check those out. In the meantime, let's enjoy the rest of Be the Worst, Episode 1. Start things off rather vanilla. Um, I got these three off of Yahoo Answers. 
So the first one is just super simple. Someone's just like, is a pint of milk a day too much? I drink it after exercise, which I usually do every day. So to give you an idea, a pint is less than half a liter. So I don't remember the exact um, measurement, but it's less than like two cups. Well, so, would it like by a pint, like, so like beer glass size type glass of milk, something like that? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's probably the best way to put it. That would, that would make sense. That doesn't yeah, sound, so, that's, that sounds reasonable though. Like it does totally sound reasonable and they're just trying to find out if it's too much. And I think that Yahoo Answers is a much, it's a, it's a, place for much better and more interesting questions right like Yahoo answers like, i thought it'd be more of a cesspool than that you know exactly and it's just super kind of cute and adorable it's like a 12 year old kid just got on there and was like my mom said that if i drink enough milk every day then my bones get real strong but am i drinking too much milk for my bones to get too strong well i think there's only one real answer to this question if you drink enough milk to get a boner you're drinking too much milk. Oh, dear. Or, alternatively, you could just have a really weird fetish for cows. Assuming that it's cow milk. It could be soy milk or almond milk, a.k.a. nut juice. I, I'm, I'm still not sure how they make almond milk. Like, the nipples, like, must they're so tiny. <laughs> they're actually talking about changing. I think in Europe, they, they don't call it almond milk because milk is essentially, like, it has to come out of some, some nipples somewhere. Well, I have nipples, no. Greg. Can you milk me? <laughs> yes, Timothy. Just lie back and relax. <laughs> I'm just going to to massage the areolas. And then after that, we'll have a milkshake. <laughs> <sighs> All right, let me hear one of yours. All right. So this is from the advice subreddit over on reddit.com. How do I present myself to strangers in such a way that they don't think I'm dumb? Ooh. So what's your first take? So my first take, uh, I'd have to say change up your change up your appearance a little bit. Like don't like you don't have to change your personality, just like put away the tracksuit, get on some nice put on some nice jeans, maybe uh maybe a nice you know, a collared t-shirt, a golf shirt, something like that. And put on some that glasses. Seems, that seems like actually decent advice. What's wrong with you, Tim? That's that's decent advice. No, but I was thinking. But that's not, sorry. But that's not all. Next, you have to be carrying the book The Secret with you. I don't know what The Secret is. Oh, you never heard of The Secret? I mean, I've heard of secrets, but I don't know about the secret. Okay, well, there's this book, The Secret, and it's basically like telling you, like, if you think positively, then the world will change to your will. It is like the most hilarious bunch of bullshit I've ever read in my oh life. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Well, I mean, pos positive thinking is pretty powerful, but having it dictate every second of your life is—I uh, don't know. Well, exactly, because most strangers can see through the nonsense. Look past the yeah. appearance. Look Absolutely. what you're carrying with you. That's like that's how you know for sure. Mm. Yeah, my advice to what you would do to make people think that you weren't dumb, that's the question? Yeah. Um, so, I would just be like, hey, my name's Tyler. I'm not dumb. 
Just get it out in the open. That's smart. Just go just yeah. right to the point. Don't don't bullshit people. Exactly. Or I would memorize a math equation and be like, hey, I'm Tyler. Do you know what 63 times 17 is? It's the 947. So I'm going to go over to my other question. I feel like we could have a lot, a lot of fun with this one. I ghosted my job, and I don't know what to do. Just so you know, 63 times 17 is 1,071, so I was off by about 97. Yeah, still probably better at that math equation than I am. Haha, so I'm not dumb. Well, I don't know. I set the bar pretty low. <laughs> I, mean, you, I mean, you might be okay at math, but like, I, I suck at math. Fair point. Yeah. Okay, so you were saying about ghosting a job? Yeah. So this person has not shown up to their work in a couple of weeks, but they haven't gotten that letter or any sort of communication saying that they're fired. They want. They do want to go back, though. Interesting. So it's kind of like Schrodinger's job. Like, you have the job, but if you go back, you might not have the job anymore? Exactly. The question is, are they getting money for the job? They are on salary, so yes. Ooh. So my immediate solution for this, if you are going to ghost your job, you should go back to work dressed up as a ghost. To do what? Would you just like haunt your coworkers? No, just just do your regular job, but just say boo every once in a while. Let let people know that you're a ghost. Just kind of act the part. And hopefully, people won't just say, we'll just get used to it. We'll say, oh, no, they're, they're gone, but they're you know, back as a ghost. Can you imagine, like, Dr. Tim, um, when you're, whenever you're ready, the uh, brain surgery is, uh, is yours to, to commence. And you're just like, boo. And the guy turns to the nurse and is like, yeah, this patient's going to die. Exactly. Well, boo. Okay, my next one, uh, again from Yahoo Answers. The person says, what is a good name for Celine? I'm writing a story with my female character having this name, and I've always loved it. But what is a good nickname? I've seen Lena or Cell, but neither seem to be good nicknames for this name. And so some of the comments, somebody named Pearl L says, you could use any name, Pearl, if you want. And then somebody else who didn't have a name attached to their comment but had a picture of a goth Hello Kitty said, if you don't like Celine, just choose a different name. Why does she need a nickname? So my question to you is, what's a good nickname for somebody named Celine? Dion. Dion. <laughs> See, and I didn't think that because it's spelled S-E-L-E-N-E, -E, but sounds like celine that's that's pretty good yeah just kind of like I was... just do that or maybe like maybe something longer than a nickname should be because when you think nicknames it's like just a shortened version of uh regular name right in theory like for example i've called you timbo slice before that's true and i love that nickname <laughs> i think a good uh a nice little nod to scrubs fans is you call celine slagathor Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah, or just um, hmm. I would have to know the character. Like, is she short? Is she tall? Is she fat? Um, yeah, 
I could I could definitely see some uh, some nicknames coming from that. But just saying a female character named Celine, like typically the nickname comes from a characteristic the person has. I feel. Yeah, I feel like that's where things should should go. Yeah, like Jim from the Office. Like his nickname is Big Tuna. He wouldn't be called Big Tuna if he was short, and he didn't eat tuna fish. Like, come on. Okay, <laughs> this one says, "I need I need your expert advice on this, Tim. So put on your put on your uh, advice cap, please, and make sure it's nice and tight." All right, my uh, my I got my thinking toque on. You're thinking. You got your thinking toque on, eh? Did you know that in parts of southern U.S., um, they actually refer to a toque as a toboggan? Well, I had a conversation. You... Really? I, yeah, I, yeah, I had a conversation with uh, um, my friend Kelsey, and she was saying that um, for some reason they call them toboggans. I was like, you mean a sled? And she's like, no, a toboggan. It's like a toque. And I, I, she didn't know what a toque was, but I had to tell her what a toque was. Okay, anyways. So <laughs> now that you're thinking toque toboggans on, um, pregnancy question please i am unable to go on the pill as my doctor said i don't track well to it so i use a period app on my phone to track my cycle i don't have sex on my fertile days and when we do have sex we use the extra safe condoms and my boyfriend pulls out just before he finishes we also check the condom after together just to make sure we were safe do you think we're doing enough to be safe no what else could they do to be safer? Well, first of all, gonna use a condom. You got You got to think bigger. Like condoms, those are a little tiny and wimpy. You need a full garbage bag. Oh gosh, a hefty bag. Yes, hefty, the hefty, thickest hefty. possible one. That oh, way, gosh. nothing can break through. <laughs> it would take like four hours to finish, though, because there'd be no sensitivity. Not to mention a lot of room in the bag. <laughs> Oh gosh! I mean, it depends. Maybe for you, Tim, but for like some of those basketball players, you never know. So yeah. I was looking at some of the answers, and the best answer, unfortunately, is like super straight and to the point. They're like, "Yes, but anytime you have sex, there's always a risk of pregnancy." Blah 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 blah, and then going on and talking about um, condoms are only ninety eight percent effective, and this and that. That's super boring. And um. Then the only other one. Oh, and the person said the person rated that best answer one star. And it was actually like a good thought out answer. And the other one was somebody saying, I think you're overly obsessing. And then talking about um, how condoms are very effective and da, da da da. So you think that they should just throw a bag over there. I think, depending on the person, you should just throw a bag over her head too. Who said anything about throwing over heads? Uh, it depends. I mean, it's being thrown over one head or another, either way. Yeah, that makes sense. I think but that... Oh, that's why I said the hefty bags. That way you can put it over both at once. So, so then there's no point of... Then you're just having sex, like, under a cover, basically. Yeah. You get to so pretend you're, prote you're venom. <laughs> so you're protecting... You're protecting each... You're protecting her from outside sources. Exactly. So if anything, that just seals in the flavor. That doesn't help at all. Like imagine how imagine how stinky those like dumpsters are when they've got a whole bunch of garbage bags in. It's a combination of the plastic and then everything inside the bag just like fermenting. So I feel like that is a one hundred percent genuine terrible idea, Timmy. Exactly. That's the whole point. <laughs> I know. 
Well, thanks for joining us on this episode of Be The Worst. We hope you'll come back. And next time, we're going to be talking about something. Yeah, we'll, we'll figure it out. We got some good ideas poking around, but um, we got to get some of the best worst ideas for you. Exactly. But in the meantime, don't forget to eat your vegetables and be the worst. The worst. Be the worst. Music provided by filmmusic.io. The show must go by Kevin McLeod. License CCBY.